Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. All right, so you're going to Field of Screams tonight? I am. Okay, here's a Field of Screams story for you. When I was about roughly your son's age... How old's Ben? Like 17? 16. Yeah, okay. When I was like a junior, or I can't remember if it was junior or senior year of high school, but certainly the last time I ever went to the Field of Screams, I was there. Uh, one of the scary men with the chainsaws jumped out, and I had like a complete knee-jerk reaction. I just punched him in the face as hard as I possibly could and just sprinted the other way. And then Karma came back and got me, and I rolled my ankle, <laughs> and it was so bad. And then I had a rolled ankle going into basketball tryouts, and everybody was just so bad at me, and it was just so disappointing. That's amazing. I don't see bad as somebody that's going to just haul off and punch somebody. But maybe. You never know when you get really scared. Yeah, I could see both of my boys doing that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck at the field of screams. Thank you No Sports here on uh, ESPN Radio. Um... I can start going back to yoga with you next week. Yay! So that's good. Been doing this uh, training over at the Westside Private Gym, and uh, we just trying to get all my alignment all right. And if you need any help with that, I know a lot of you out there do, check out Westside Private Gym online or follow them on Instagram. Bunch of educational videos on there for how they can help you. Uh, but now I got it all lined up, so now I can start stretching properly again. So good. excited. Hot House Yoga, one of the presenting sponsors here. Uh, on the chicken does no sports, so uh, excited to be back there. Hot house downtown uh, Missoula. Is it easier now? Not. E- it's never going to be easy. That's the best part about it. It's always challenging. But is it? Uh, what's the dynamic like now that it's not so hot outside? It's hard to go there when it's ninety degrees outside and then one hundred and ten degrees in there. It's great. I was in there yesterday at lunch, and it was great. On Wednesday, I went and I sat in front of the heater. And I wanted to die, and but in the best way. You know, like I like that sweat totally. it all out feeling. So, yes. yeah, no, it's great. All right. What do you got this week? Well, I'm sure we've discussed this, and I can't not discuss uh, this Taylor Swift NFL thing. But first, I have a question. Travis Kelsey's mom was on the, the morning I show I know. Today. She's not Did that impressed. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I heard that she was See, like... See, I thought that it wasn't her being unimpressed by it all. I thought it was her just not wanting to be a part of what is clearly a publicity stunt. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm not going to say anything about this because I know this isn't real, and I don't want anybody to tell me I'm a liar for saying it was real. Okay. Maybe. If she knows it's fake... How uncomfortable it is it when Taylor Swift is like jumping all Hanging around on her. and grabbing her. And yeah. like, even if, like, I don't know, that whole, the, even if the you've dynamic. been dating for yeah. years and years, like, I can't even, my brother's been married to his wife for eight years. I still can't imagine my mom and my sister in law, no. like, just being all over each other in a box. She was also sitting next to Jake from State Farm at one of the games. <laughs> right. I, that's who it was. I was like, oh, who's the other famous guy? He's from a yeah. commercial And or he's something. like wearing his State Farm stuff. Like, does he just have to wear that everywhere he goes or what? I don't know, <laughs> right? What a weird endorsement. I know, but um, a few things. Well, first, why did Patrick Mahomes not score a touchdown in that last, like why did he slide and not score? He uh, he wanted to not give the Jets the ball back because he didn't want to give them oh. a chance to score. So this exact same scenario played out on Sunday afternoon when the Eagles were playing the Commanders. The Eagles had the ball like 30 yards from the end zone with like a minute and 40 seconds to go. 
They should have just run the clock out and just kicked the field goal as time expires so that the commanders don't get the ball back. Instead, they scored. Then the commanders got the ball back for like 50 seconds, and then they went down and scored themselves and tied it and sent to overtime. Interesting. So Mahomes, it was a smart move. I I just didn't understand it. The conspiracy theorists say Patrick Mahomes didn't score a touchdown because uh, the Chiefs didn't want to cover the spread. That's what the rumor is. There was yes. like $47 million lost on that, him not yeah. uh, kicking the field goal. That was a big rumor uh, online. Right. On the World Wide Web. On the World Wide Web. So, along with that happening, Taylor Swift was at the game with a ton of famous people. Unbelievable. And the NFL is really eating this up. The NFL also um, asked every network to play the Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie promotion for free. So those spots cost a lot of money. Right. And they were asking people, these these networks, to play um, See, this, is this the ad whole, for free. This is the whole part that's so fishy to me. Exactly. How does their relationship debut during multiple primetime games that involve the Chiefs, and then all of a sudden every commercial is either a Travis Kelsey or a Taylor Swift commercial. And her movie's coming out next week. C- come on. Yeah. And the I NFL know you is... People, all you people think I'm crazy because all of my conspiracy theory things, but th- this is like, this isn't even a conspiracy theory. This is just like savvy business. It's just blatant. <laughs> it's just blatant. So NBC and ESPN aired... I mean, maybe they are dating and they're just, they're just doing it for business reasons. A lot of people do that, I guess, unfortunately, sadly. I just think it's like overkill. If this, if they were dating in the off season, would this be like this hyped up? No. I thought it was classic on the uh, Kelsey Brothers podcast how Jason asked him, he's like, bro, what do you think of all this? And he's like, I think everybody's a cool it. Yeah. It's like, just watch me play football. Why is everybody obsessed with my girlfriend? It's like, well, everybody's obsessed with their girlfriend because she's the most famous person in the world. But But he said that they flashed up to the box 17 times in that game. Oh, yeah. But do you think Aaron Rodgers was upset that she was getting more attention than him? (laughs) Because, you know, he hobbled onto that game hoping for some press. So a couple of thoughts here. One, I couldn't help but think... I actually can't believe Aaron Rodgers didn't pull this stunt several years ago because he has already been the, the master of dating the famous women so that they're at the games or whatever. They've just never been. They've been Olivia Munn and Danica Patrick who are famous, but not Taylor Swift famous. He couldn't. He wouldn't be able to handle it. If, if it was, <laughs> his, you know, like true. that would be way it's too like, much. It's like the beautiful woman that dates the average guy because she has to be the pretty one. Yeah, he yeah, wouldn't have, he been, wouldn't able have been able to handle it. it. He hobbled onto that game because he on over. He wanted to get some screen time. And then Mr. Pfizer's girlfriend. <laughs> I can't believe he called him that. <laughs> Got all the I'm not the saying press. I agree or disagree. I could not believe he I called was, him that on Pat McAfee's I know. Show. He is, I don't, he can say, he can feel what he wants, but that was just kind of stupid and rude. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. All, all, again, I'm not stating my opinion on one way or the other on any of this stuff, because I just will not do that, but... If I'm Travis Kelsey, the next time I see Aaron Rodgers, I'm kind of talk with him. Like, hey, bro. Well, yeah, and they had just had like a, a nice me. little interaction on the field before the game. They uh, showed that on TV or whatever, uh, and they were, were cool. And then he called, I don't know, just... But anyway. It's, it's also weird. Uh, the second thing I got on this is that the tweet of the week was uh, somebody talking about how Travis Kelsey is just scoring sixes all over the place. I thought that was wow. just so good. So good. She's more than a six. <sighs> You don't think so? Man, she's just not my thing. Yeah, that's okay. And it's not even just about like looks, the way she acts and stuff. It's just not for me. Okay. Well, okay. That's fine. 
I just, I guess that's the part that escapes me is that like Taylor Swift's whole persona and her music and all of it is like to be an anti-sex symbol kind of. Because all she talks about is like her forlorn love and like her being scorned by or hating this guy or the problem's me or whatever. Yeah. None of it's like actually like, oh my God, I found the perfect man. I'm so right. happy. Like it, there's just Think not, that, there's not a lot of, there's this. not a lot of seduction going on. Here. No, she's not a seductress. Like when you watch her, you're like, well, that's why when I first heard this, I was like, well, I, fame aside, I would never want to date. A, I mean, she just seems like she's just going to chew you up and spit you Well, that's you what out. I was going to say. I mean, we, I said it before, she's going to write a song about this oh, yeah. and it's going to be all about the media scrutiny and, you know, uh, I don't know. Just it's gonna be a whole album. I wouldn't want to date her just for that. I don't want an album for about sure. myself out there. I think that's why Mama Kelsey's like, yeah, I'm just not yeah. really into this because it's unless they get married, it's probably just not gonna go that well, right? For old Trav. Yeah, eh, he'll be fine. He'll be. Well, fine. they'll all be fine. It's just a really weird thing. I can't believe that this is the omnipresent storyline. I asked Coach Marty about this though, because here's the thing. I think this is all silly, the amount of overexposure this is all getting, but I also understand why it's getting it. But I was like, I was asking Coach Marty, there's a real effect on football here, too, though. What? Because it's a huge distraction. Right. Travis Kelsey's answering questions that are not about, about his football. job and his performance and all that. And, you know, I mean, there's probably a hundred extra media members in every Chiefs game. They're already the most exposed team in the league. Yeah. I mean, they're the defending Super Bowl champions. They got the biggest star in the world on their team. And now they have this woman hanging around who's a way bigger star than Patrick Mahomes. That's just a crazy distraction. And you know, Brittany Mahomes is losing her mind. Oh my gosh, I heard that the they all went to dinner. They did, yeah. Wow. I can't I can't believe that I'm hearing this stuff. This is how overblown this is. I don't even hear this kind of stuff, and I'm hearing yeah, this stuff. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. But I love it. No one is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, Chicken Does No Sports. Presented by Aspen Sound. Winter around the corner. I hate to say it, but it is. It's going to probably snow sooner than later. So go get yourself an automatic car starter over there at Aspen Sound. Get ready for the winter. And uh, while you're there... Check out what they're the experts in. That's your in-car stereo systems. Aspen Sound located, located there on Broadway uh, in Missoula. All right, what else you got? All right, so Pat Fitzgerald, he yes. was the coach for Northwestern. That's right. He was suspended when, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A hazing Accusations incident. of Accusation, hazing yep. came out. And then he was fired. But yep. he was found to have no knowledge of the hazing. However, they thought he should have known, or I don't know. So they fired him. He is now suing for $130 million. Yes. What do you think of that? Well, I think that, again, this is not my opinion on either of these situations, but I think the Pat Fitzgerald situation at Northwestern and the Mel Tucker situation at Michigan State are two examples of when... Uh, the mass media reports things without having all the information at their disposal, and then someone gets basically canceled. Well, and they yeah, and they get convicted in the court of public opinion before yeah. the actual stuff comes out. Right. I don't know if you follow this Mel Tucker thing, but I mean, it's a it's a huge mess at Michigan State, and it it on it initially looked like he was just a total. Um, nasty pig, and so Mel Tucker was accused of sending like offensive. Messages to a girl and soliciting uh, phone sex with this woman, and this woman is a huge sexual assault advocate. Somebody that has given talks around the country to college football teams about avoiding all of that sort of stuff and why it can and ruin so he, your life. He was accused of this, but then what came out? A whole bunch of documents of her trying to extort him, right? Just hundreds of texts and stuff. So, 
And then his, and it's the same with this baseball player, um, Trevor, Trevor Bauer, who's was accused of horrible assault. Yes. And so my opinion on all of this is we need to let this all play out first yeah. and foremost, but that this is the perils of what happens when people start tweeting all these accusations and then they don't have the actual reports in front of them or all of the discovery that's going to come out of it. Tweeting accusations, starting a witch hunt, doing the whole thing where you're guilty just because you heard something or someone heard something and it spirals. And so I... You know, after hearing everything with this Pat Fitzgerald thing, at first I was like 130 million, but I mean, his reputation got pretty dragged through the mud. I don't know if 130 million is the right number, and I think he's young enough he could probably find another job. Well, here's the thing that's so crazy about this is <laughs> when you're someone like Pat Fitzgerald who thinks you've been wrongfully fired, it's understandable why you might want to wager a lawsuit, but the lawsuit against a institution like Northwestern is actually going to keep you from getting a job more mm. than the bad So maybe he stuff. had to go high because he's never going to work again. Yeah, because it's like, it's really hard to get hired after you get fired with that sort of scandal. It's right. even harder to get fired or to get hired if you sue the state, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it takes a long time that makes sense. To, yeah. to get past it all. So. All right. Well, I, I, um, I'm, I'm okay with this. I think he should sue. The point is that we should let this stuff all play out so you don't yes, have these sort I agree. of messes. I agree, but pe we don't live in that world anymore. It's it's ridiculous. So so uh, much of it's actually not even the media's fault either. A lot of times the media just puts what the charges are, and that is an accurate and apt thing to report. And then the conversation spirals. that happens on right. Twitter, then all of a sudden, you know, we've just created this like, mm -hmm. I don't even know what to call it. Banana Republic, where everybody's just, it's just so weird, like the way that we're doing this. I don't know. It's its certainly uh, a not a great part of what's happening uh, in American society right now. I would love it if we could just shut down the World Wide Web and all social media. Well, I mean, that's going to be like the dystopian terrorist attack, right? When somebody figures out how to unplug the internet. I can't wait. Got to go over California way. I like on South Park. I'm going to get my encyclopedias out. Oh, my gosh. And... Yeah. Well, you remember this? Like you used to have to go to the library yes. and encyclopedia to write the reports by hand. And then you had to do a bibliography oh, and yeah. say like where you c cite your sources. And it was a great time. Great time. <laughs> you want to remember the Dewey radio. Decimal System? Oh, of course. I still use the, I go to the public library all the time. I'm a giant nerd. I still use the Dewey Decimal System. The Good. library is the greatest place. I love the library. I'm obsessed with the library. Yeah. It's one of my happy places in the world. Uh, well, it's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Carol and the Chicken Does No Sports joining us. Uh, what else you got? Okay. This kind of annoys me. Davian Kimbrough, he is a 13-year-old soccer player. He just went pro and is playing Whoa. for the Sacramento Republic FC. Okay. 13. 13. Come on. I mean, if you're good enough. 13. That is my kid's age. Yes. Playing professional soccer. I'm going to tell you something completely contrarian here. I think it's way better for somebody that has the ability to go play sports professionally to just do that than it is for them to go through the entire industrial youth sports complex and the entire collegiate sports complex. Why are we, why, if you have that sort of talent, why are we faking it? Why do we have to go through all I these other places where you're going to be getting like completely monetized and have money made off you? Why can't you just go pro? 13's too young. Really? Look at Jennifer Capriotti. Look what happened to her. Yeah. She went pro at 13. And then what happened to her? 
Um, she got like into drugs. Oh, I she didn't know that part. Got busted shoplifting. I just thought she just wasn't any good anymore no, she, after like, she got it to was, be twenty. It was a bad situation. I don't think it's healthy. And your a body, a thirteen year old body, like. Well, okay. So here's my I guess my argument is that. You're you're a soccer mom. You know how intense this stuff can get, even just in little old Missoula, Montana, like how crazy the club schedules could be and stuff like yeah. that. This kid's so good, he's going to be on a club. Sure. That he's getting ran he's into the good. dirt all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you might as well do it against somebody that's going to challenge you, right? I mean, there's a young man from Missoula who just won the Gatorade Player of the Year, Brady Reed, who's going down to play for the Colorado Rapids developmental team. He's 17. 17's... Fine. 17's great. Yeah, I guess maybe... Okay, so if this kid was two years older, would it be would it make a huge difference for you? Maybe a little bit, but... A I, couple years into high school? Maybe. Seventh grade is really... I mean, seventh graders don't even know how to do anything. No, so. I mean... I, <laughs> no this offense, is, Nick. like, shocking to me. This is... I'm picturing Nick, like, trying to play professional soccer, like, getting on a plane to fly to Cutter to play, like, in the World Cup. Yeah. No. No. The, but the, I think we're, this is all skewed, too, though, because, like, in other countries, college sports is not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a unique phenomenon to America. Other countries, you just go into academies and stuff, and you start, like, are in these hierarchies that help you then go filter into being pro. Like, in can- Canada, you start basically playing in the pro system when you're 15 years old. In Europe, you start playing pro basketball when you're 14 or 15 years old. Really? You're just on the club with all the other... You're on, like, the U16 team of this club. Mm-hmm. And you can play your all the way up to, the pro, like, the pro club. But there's, like, tiers of it. Yeah, so you're still with your peers. You're That's still right. with other 13-year-olds. I mean, if this kid can play pro, though, I don't know. Well, I just hope he has a good support system. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I guess my only argument against this is that... Or I guess for this is that youth sports and club sports are so messed up already, so... You know, wear them out anyways. Might as well make some money. <laughs> okay. We had a great interview on yesterday. You got to listen to it. I know you never listen to this show unless you're on it. But <laughs> but uh, Kirsten Jones, who's a Missoula native, but she uh, lives in L.A. now. She wrote a book all about empowering youth athletes. Raising an empowered athlete is what the book is called. And it's all, half of it, though, is all about sports parenting. Oh. And her whole theory, she coaches club volleyball. And her whole deal is like, she doesn't want anybody to even start doing it until they're like 12 years old. And her whole thing is, uh, what'd she say? Three Fs. Friends, fun, and fundamentals. Those are the three things you need to get out of sports before you're yes. at the college level. And I, th- I thought her message was great. And that's the thing. is like this kid, again, this kid, if he's not going pro, he's just going to be playing on the biggest club team. And he's just going to be running roughshod over all these other kids. I don't know. I just think the challenge is I understand. I get him. where you're coming from. But I, I think he could practice with the club team, but maybe not like. Sure. I don't know. I'm 13. Well, okay, so really what young. if 13's better than 17? Because 17, your parents probably let you go out on your own. Yeah. And you're probably you're, actually way more at risk to do stupid stuff. You're also this kid more can't mature. Even, this kid can't even drive, though. His mom's probably taking him to pro soccer practice. How funny is that? It's also ridiculous, but it's funny. I mean, yeah. I, I think we should make a TV show out of it, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, this would be a great, like, Doogie Hauser, but. Right. Um, yeah, anyway. Davion Kibro uh, is the uh, young man. This is crazy. I'm looking at his Wikipedia. He's born in 2010. Nuts. That is, wow. Uh, he's playing, for, and they, they they were the USL champions. So this isn't the MLS, is the USL. So that's a, a step below the top soccer league in America. But, but he can still play for the US men's team. That's right. Yes, because he's not in the MLS, right? I, and pros can play in the Olympics. Yeah. In soccer, I believe. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, sure. No, no, no. Chicken doesn't know sports. Chicken doesn't know anything about soccer. No. Uh, what else you got? Don't take anything I say. Like for, I don't know anything. <laughs> okay. I have a last really fun story. Kay. This is my kind of story. But then of course, because I'm in marketing, I'm thinking this might be a marketing scheme. Okay. Um, at the Phillies game last night, a fan bought beer for his whole section. Mm. $4,500 worth of Miller Lights. Whoa. So everyone was super excited. So you got like 14 beers. Well, they're Miller Lite, so <laughs> 20. But he got the whole section and everyone was excited, Miller Lite, Miller Lite. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's so nice. Well, coincidentally, 26 bars in Philly gave out free Miller Lite that night too. Hmm. So now I'm wondering if Miller Lite is pulling a Taylor Swift, hmm. doing a little PR. So they just like gave this guy the money? Or they gave the, be- like... Because, oh, that was the other thing. They said it, uh, the fan wants to remain anonymous. Okay. Yeah, so they're definitely just yeah. pulling fast ones. And they wanted to make sure Miller Lite was, everybody got Miller Lite. Everyone got Miller Lite. And then 26 and other, then 26 other okay. bars. And huh. I love everything about this. It's. Uh, I mean, it's good marketing. Yeah. It's great marketing. I'm wondering when I'm going to be somewhere where they're giving out bottles of red wine. <laughs> Can, you know, like. I couldn't believe the beer prices. I went to. The San Francisco Giants game in August. How much was a beer? I mean, I only had two because I ran out Couldn't of money. Afford it. I really had. I was like, okay, I got eighty dollars to spend on my food and my drinks, and I had like one nachos and like two beers. How and, much was the beer? Like twenty bucks? Uh, I think it was like eighteen dollars. That's. I would just not drink. And then you got to tip them too. And yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Right? That is so pointless. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I mean, it costs them thirty cents to pour that. Right. Totally. That's I just know. gouging. It's totally gouging. I don't like it. Yep. Well, you just ruined my story. Well, no, it was that's a happy story. Happy story. <laughs> uh, so long story short, Portland State has a really hard time in football. Uh, they're good. They have good talent, but they have no home. They used to play downtown at, uh, at like a at, at the Providence Park, which is like the main stadium in downtown Portland. But they got squeezed out because now Portland has professional men's and women's soccer. So now they have to go play out in Hillsboro, Oregon, okay. which is like a high school field. There's a Division One school. Like they play against Montana and Montana State because nobody will fund it. And it's a Aww. Portland State. If you see their campus, it's downtown Portland. It's like a commuter school, but the campus is like built into downtown. All the buildings are. I think it's really cool, but they just they don't have anybody to fund them a stadium. So okay. they've kind of they've struggled the last couple of years to like build a fan base. They know, though, that when they host the Montana schools, that Montana people, Grizz and Cat people, go out there in full force. Portland's not very far. It's a cool city. Yeah. So thousands of people go. So a couple years ago, their coach says, you know what? I'm just, I'm opening up a tab. Anybody that comes to the game, I'm buying the beer. So he bought the beer, and he spent like $11,000 on drinks and beer. Oh, my God. This guy's like a legend. And then their social media account was smart enough to like take a picture of the receipt. Yeah, to prove it. I mean, this was like national stuff on college radio. It was was, was hilarious. Bruce Barnum's the man. That's awesome. They didn't even give him a discount? Right? I know, right? I think they probably (laughs) did. I think, and and to be fair, this wasn't actually when the Montana people were there. It was the week before. Yeah, he's not going to do it when Montana people were there. Right, and then he like threatened to do it again when the Montana people were there. He's like, nah, I would need a raise for that. Yeah, yeah. Montana people will drink you under the table. Uh, All right. Chicken Doesn't Know Sports presented by Aspen Sound. Uh, anything else? No. <laughs> what What's going to happen when the Chiefs win the AFC championship 
And then there's a one-week break until the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And Taylor Swift dumps Travis Kelsey and then drops her new album right before the Super Bowl. Nothing, because it's a fake relationship. Yeah, but the world might explode. <laughs> the Swifties will go cray-cray. Yes, They totally. will lose their minds. That's the, that's what's really sad about all this, is if when they do break up, people are going to be mean to Travis, and I'm not here for that. If if it really is fake and he doesn't care, whatever. If he thinks it's real and he gets his heart broken like right before the Super Bowl, though, that's going to be really weird. That's going to affect a lot of stuff. I don't think he's going to get his heart broken. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think this is, I feel like these professional athletes, anyways. I think these professional athletes are so focused. This is a distraction for us, but yes. I don't know if he's as distracted. Yeah. You know? Totally. That's, that's my opinion. His mom's line was so classic. She's like, you know what? I learned a long time ago that no grown man tells his mother about his personal life. So I just have no <laughs> idea what's going on. It's like, well, at least you know. I like Mrs. Kelsey. Yep, she's, she's pretty cute. good. Uh, all right. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds. <laughs> okay, yeah. But we can facilitate that. Right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Little John Hyatt for you on the way back here on your Friday. Hope you're having a great uh, start to your weekend. Five o'clock somewhere, including in Montana. Welcome back. Nuanas now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's time now for our Garden City Spotlight. Garden City Spotlight, probably presented in part by the Montana Educator Credit Union. You don't have to be a teacher to be part of the Montana Educators Credit Union. Memberships open to all residents of Missoula, Granite, Lake, Mineral, Ravalli, and Sanders counties. MECU is big enough to provide you with the same consumer products as larger institutions, but small enough to know your specific needs. They have all sorts of various services. The Montana Educators Credit Union invests in our communities, supporting projects like the Missoula County High School Golf and Jaden Fred Foundation. Speaking of Missoula County High School Golf, the Class AA uh, Golf Championships were uh, this most, uh, I guess last weekend, wrapped up on um, last Friday. And uh, you had champions from Billings on both sides. But worth noting, Cade McDonough, who was a guest of ours a couple weeks ago, uh, he finished third. And uh, what an interesting career he had. He, he won the Class AA championship at Sentinel for the first, uh, as a freshman, making him the first high school freshman to ever win the uh, the AA title. Well, he took third, uh, but that was after such a, a long odyssey. He had a really good sophomore year, but then didn't play as well at state, still finished 10th. In his junior year, he didn't play really in high school golf in Montana. Instead, he went around and, and toured around the whole Western United States, playing in tournaments against elevated competition to try to get um, 
more exposure, more of a look. And that resulted in him getting an offer from the University of Utah, which is where he'll play next year. And uh, he played well this last week with, with sort of a target on his back. He went 70-73, which is, which is good, solid. But Ty Boone played out of his mind. Billing Skyview's Ty Boone played out of his mind, shot a 68 on Friday to force a playoff and then outlasted Sam England of Glacier in that playoff. So um, that, that's the thing about golf. You could be the best guy. You could be the marked man. You could be the favorite. And you might not just quite win. I mean, look at Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy has been one of the great golfers of his generation, one of the great golfers of all time. He won a bunch of majors early in his career. He's been in the top 10 in majors for forever. I mean, for almost a decade. And he hasn't won one in quite some time. So winning golf tournaments is so hard. Competing in golf tournaments, though, if you're really, really good, is uh, really impressive. Other Missoula finishers, part of our Garden City spotlight here uh, on Nuanas now. Presented in part by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. Hudson Gorowski of Sentinel uh, was also in the top 10. He went 76-75. Colin McCarthy of Sentinel went 71-81 to also finish there in the top 10. Uh, so several from Sentinel uh, certainly competed well. Sentinel was second place overall in the team race behind Kalispell Glacier. So Spartans certainly had a, a really good team uh, this year on the boys' side. On the girls' side, uh, your top uh, Missoula finisher was Anna Stensrud of Hellgate. She went 80-81. Uh, this was played in Billings, by the way, uh, at Lake Hills Golf Club in Billings. Uh, Stensrud was the Western AA champion at, from Hellgate and finished third behind Kenzie Walsh of Billings Senior, who went 76-75. Bella Johnson, who was the two-time defending state champion out of Billings West, she went 80-73 and finished two strokes back of Walsh. And then Becca Washington, she went 82-77 for third. That's what helped buoy uh, senior to a dominant team victory. They won the uh, the team uh, deal by 45 strokes, so pretty darn impressive. Bozeman Gallatin was third, Bozeman High fourth, Kalispell Glacier fifth, and then Missoula Hellgate was uh, sixth. Stensrud, the uh, the top finisher from Missoula, the uh, and then no one else from Missoula uh, in the uh, the top 15. So there you go. That's a little Garden City flavor from the Class AA golf tournament last week. Two of the Missoula high school football teams are in, I think, the two biggest games in the West and maybe the two biggest games in the state. We've seen these big-time showdowns this season, whether it's Bozeman versus Gallatin, a couple undefeated squads. We've seen a bunch of that. But this is more for playoff positioning. And Big Sky has played their way into maybe being in playoff positioning. Big Sky's got three wins. They were over Belgrade, Hellgate, and Kalispell Flathead. Those are three teams you're probably expected to beat if you're Big Sky, but you still got to beat them. They also had narrow losses to Butte and Sentinel. So, and then they had a, an, a, a mistake-ridden loss to CMR. So this Eagles team, even though we're six games in, I've been impressed with them. I watched them twice live. That's just circumstance because they just happened to be in town two Friday nights when I was down there at Missoula County Public Stadium. But now they have this make-or-break game. It's not make-or-break because they, they still have probably an inside track to get in a playoff berth, but they're chasing a home playoff game. That's what this Big Sky team is aspiring to. They're not going to be in that top tier where they're going to you know chase a bye. I think that's going to be – I mean, inside tracks to the byes are probably – well, not probably, certainly 
Glacier, and Butte. And then Sentinel's right there. Uh, but but the winner of Capital Big Sky and the winner of Sentinel Helena High are each going to take big steps forward. All three, Capital Helena High and Big Sky are all three and three. Sentinel is four and two, and Sentinel has wins over Capital and Big Sky, but they play Helena High tonight. Uh, Capital has a win over Helena High, and then Big Sky they lost to Sentinel, and they haven't played Helena High yet. So we're going to find out a lot more about these squads. Upcoming, but certainly Capital versus Big Sky in Helena, a big one. Here's Matt Johnson, the head coach of the Big Sky Eagles, on the matchup. Our city spotlight, we got a couple of huge games involving Missoula teams, including Missoula Big Sky against the defending state champions. Matt Johnson from the Big Sky Eagles joins us now here on the Garden City Spotlight on Nuanas Now. And, Coach, before we get to this week's matchup, let's talk about last week, a uh, impressive win by your group, 41-0 over Hellgate. Joey Sandberg went crazy, over 200 yards rushing. He was our Class AA Vertical Rays Player of the Week. So just take us through it. I mean, what were the keys to your guys' crosstown victory? Well, I think a big one, um, you know, our kids were pretty pretty focused, but they did a good job getting themselves uh you know, back on track and, and ready and focused to play. And each week we just keep taking a step forward in in our execution. And, um, you know, we every, during those first couple of games, we had a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers. And every week that's been a focus, right? We keep working hard in practice to eliminate them and get their mindsets there. And I think each week as we keep doing that, we clean things up and, um, you know, taking care of the football better or have less errors you know, more mental focus. And I think that leads us to execute, executing all the all the other pieces at a higher level. Just having multiple crosstown games in a row, and then there's homecoming thrown in on a bunch of different high schools around the area and stuff. I mean, how do you think your kids have managed just all the stuff that goes into all this off the field? Yeah, it's pretty good because for me, honestly, it was it's exhausting, right? Two cross towns and yeah, with homecoming and there's definitely a lot of distractions going on. And um, I felt like our kids handled it pretty well. And by the end of the week, uh, they they had a good focus and understood it was we can't just you know be off uh, do all the homecoming stuff and forget about the game. So I thought our kids did a great job at, at getting their focus back to what it should have been. And Joey Sandberg, that's an impressive effort. I know Hellgate's had their struggles defensively, but, I mean, over 200 yards against anybody is pretty legit, and he's been so consistent this year, though, too. I think he's got five 100-yard games in seven games so far. So uh, what's been the key to his consistency? What have you thought of his performance so far this year? Yeah, it's been excellent. Um, you know, Joey's the type of guy that he usually makes the first guy miss. Um, he's, he's a tough kid. Uh, you know, he's been been battling he had a shoulder injury early in the year battled through it and um you know it just shows that he's getting more comfortable in it and i think it also shows our line is uh getting it done too right because those are the big guys moving people for him and opening holes and um but he's the guy that that is able to hit it and understands everything that's going on and the more you understand and see it the the more you're rewarded too well, how about this week's matchup? Then Helena Capital, uh, obviously they're going to be licking their wounds coming off that loss to Glacier, but still a talented squad and, and uh, a winning culture as always there at Capital. So uh, what are some of the keys to this matchup? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just keep building on on where we've been the last three weeks. I think the last three weeks we've taken a step each week and, um, you know, we keep seeing the positive result from those those steps. And, you know, it's taken another one this week. Uh, Capital's big up front. Um, I think we match up skill-wise with them well. 
Uh, we'll see how we can handle their their size on both sides of the ball, and um, but that's that's what we've been working towards, especially since the CMR game when we had a team that had a huge O line and D line. Now we now we get to test ourselves again. Are we taking the right steps and moving forward with that? Matt Johnson here on the Garden City Spotlight, Missoula Big Sky, Helena Capital on Friday night. Coach, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, thank you for covering me. Uh, you know, shoot for the home co- for homecoming crosstown. We didn't even get any press other than you guys, so we definitely appreciate it. Well, we'll always give it up to the Missoula schools because we are sitting here in Missoula, Montana. We love covering sports around the great state of Montana, but uh, we're here in the Garden City. It's our Garden City Spotlight presented by the Montana Educators Credit Union as well as Missoula Electric Co-op. Chris Hockey back in action tonight. They are playing at 7.30 against Weber State. They also play tomorrow at 7.30 against Utah State. Both games at the Glacier Ice Rink. Can't make it down. Find all the action on ESPN Radio right here in Missoula, as well as on the ESPN MT app anywhere in the world. If you need somewhere to watch the game, you want to go watch it, go check it out at Buffalo Wild Wings. Right across the street from us here on Radio Way, right off of North Reserve, Buffalo Wild Wings has great food and drink specials anytime the Grizz are on. If you need a place to watch Grizz hockey this weekend, go check them out there at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. A couple more thoughts on Grizz at UC Davis next. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Blues here on your Friday. Hope you had a great week. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. I feel weird going into tomorrow because usually... Yeah, well, all you guys are enjoying your weekend, and I, I'm so happy for you that you do. We're also enjoying it, but we we ramp up to Saturday, and then Saturday is like our huge work day. I'm up early, and I'm working all day. Usually, It's usually at the bare minimum a 13-hour and a lot of times a 15-hour day on Saturdays, depending on where we're going. A lot of times we're driving somewhere. We're always covering games. we got college game day. We're following three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, sometimes as many as 10 games from around the FCS. Well, tomorrow there's only three Big Sky Conference games, and 
Uh, there's no games in the state of Montana. We try to get to a game or two in the big sky between ESPN and Skyline Sports. The one place, well, there's a couple places that are really hard to get to, but UC Davis is really hard to get to. It's really, it's really expensive to fly into San Francisco and Sacramento. And uh, so, I mean, it's a place I've only been twice uh, in my 17 years covering the Big Sky Conference. So um, tomorrow we will be celebrating our great friend, Tommy Evans. He is uh, the engineer here at was a little broadcasting company. He's also a great personality over on the Trail 103.3 and uh, also the original producer of this ESPN radio show. Uh, he got married a little while ago, like, you know, at, legally, but he's having his wedding party tomorrow. So I'll be watching the, the, the Grizz game for sure, but uh, we'll also be having a good time. So looking forward to that. I, I just feel weird because usually I'm just ready to roll going into a game day weekend, and this is not uh, the case this week. The other Big Sky games besides Montana at UC Davis, Northern Arizona at Weber State, the battle for the Red Rock Trophy. No idea that was a thing until today, uh, year two of that. And uh, Idaho is at Cal Poly. First time Idaho's ever been to San Luis Obispo as a Big Sky Conference member. That's pretty crazy in itself. This unbalanced schedule uh, is wild. One thing that we touched on earlier this week that's worth revisiting, Lance Larison, the running back for UC Davis, he's one of the most prolific players in the league. He's a really, really talented guy. Bobby Hout called him on his coach's show Wednesday, the best offensive player in the conference. I wouldn't quite go that far yet, but he's really, really good. He might not play on Saturday, though, and if he doesn't, I think that has an influence on the game. But to me, this game is, is cut and dry. It's, it's very simple. This game comes down to, can Montana turn it into a fistfight? Can they enact, can they exert their, their, their dominance? Can they be the more physical team? Can they dictate it? Can they get after Miles Hastings defensively? Can they mess people up on special teams, block it and clear in lanes? And can they do any and everything they possibly can and control the ball, control the line of scrimmage on offense and on defense? Uh, we shall see. If not, if you let Miles Hastings get into a rhythm, he'll just pick you apart. I do think this will be a close game, regardless of which side comes out on top. But I could totally see UC Davis completely controlling this game and, and then just pulling away late. Or I could totally see the Grizz going down there and just – open it up a can on UC Davis. We'll, but they have to if they want to salvage. I shouldn't say salvage their season. They're still the number 17 team in the country, and they're 4-1. and one. But there's just a lot of ominous feelings about this Grizz team. So I just think that they got to go down there and figure out a way to put pressure on the passer, first and foremost, and then they got to just be the more physical squad. Andrew, any, any other things to add to this before we get out of here? No, but I'll also be watching that Weber State. I'm not watching, but keeping an eye on that Weber State-Northern Arizona game because I think that, you know, Northern Arizona, aside from beating the Grizz, they damn near beat Sac State last week. Weber State did not look good against Northern Colorado. Weber State has not looked good, period, in conference play. Absolutely true. So I'll be watching that one as well, and it's not a must-win for Weber State, but that is certainly a winnable game that's left on Weber State's schedule if they want to make it back to the playoffs. Uh, And I just am kind of interested to see where Northern Arizona's ceiling is. Totally, because if Northern Arizona beats Weber... If Northern Arizona beats Weber, now all of a sudden they might even replace Weber and Montana as that team that's sort of right there in the middle of the league. We'll see. You want soccer tickets? We got them. The Grizz are at home on Sunday. We also got a $25 gift card to Cammy Tap House to go with it. You call us right now, 406-888-1029, caller number two. 
We'll send you down to Canby. You go down there, pick up your tickets and your gift card. Call call right now, 406-888-1029. Appreciate Canby Taphouse for being our proud presenting sponsor of Grizz Soccer. We do a Grizz Soccer segment every Tuesday. And every other week, we give you tickets on that Tuesday. But then they always also have a Sunday game as well when they're at home. So 406-888-1029. Call right now, and uh, we'll get you set up with some Canby Taphouse gift cards and... Uh, a little Grizz soccer action. We'll be back at it on Monday. We'll have a full recap of the Big Sky Conference slate and the NFL slate and everything else that happens over the weekend. We'll see you then. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with their shirt it. on, and it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> the <laughs> University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.